Uh, good morning, good afternoon, people. Um, so I was reading my book, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And chapter five really stood out for me. Um, it's called Specialized Knowledge, Personal Experience of Observations, The Fourth Step to Riches. Now I want to just read to you a little bit. So this is going to be a couple segments. It says, there are two kinds of knowledge. One is general and the other is specialized. General knowledge, no matter how great in quantity or variety it may be, it is but little use to accumulation of money. The faculties of the great universities possess, possess in the, ag, the aggregate practically every form of general knowledge known to civilization. They specialize in teaching knowledge, but they do not specialize in the organization and the use of knowledge. Knowledge will not attract money unless it is organized and intelligently directed through practical plans of action to suit the definite end of accumulation of money. Lack of understanding of this fact has been the source of confusion to millions of people who falsely believe that knowledge is power. It is nothing of the sort. Knowledge is the only potential power. It becomes power only when it is organized into a definite plans of action and directed into the definite end. The missing link in all the systems of education known to civilization today may be found in the failure of education institution to teach their students how to organize and use knowledge after they acquire it. Many people make the mistake of assuming that because Henry Ford had but little schooling, he is not a man of education. Those who make his, this mistake to do, do not know Henry Ford, nor do they understand that the real meaning of the word educate. The word derived from a Latin educato, meaning to educate, to draw out, and to develop within. An educated person is not a necessarily one who has an abundance of general specialized knowledge. Educated people have developed the faculties of their minds so that they may acquire anything they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others. Henry Ford comes well within the meaning of this definition. During World War I, Chicago newspapers published certain editorials in which, among other statements, Henry Ford was called an ignorant pacifist. Mr. Ford objected to the statements and brought suit against the paper, libeling him. When the suit was tried to, in the courts, the attorneys for the paper pleaded justification and placed Mr. Ford himself on the witness stand for the purpose of proving to the jury that he is ignorant or was. The attorneys asked Mr. Ford great variety of questions of them intending to prove his own evidence that while he might possess considerable specialized knowledge pertaining to the manufacture of cars, he was in the main ignorant. Mr. Ford was Plied with such questions in the following. Who was Benedict Arnold? And how, was, how many soldiers did the British send over to the Americas to put down the rebellion of 1776? In the answer to the last question, Mr. Ford replied, I do not know the exact number of soldiers the British sent over, but I have heard it was considerable large number than ever went back. Finally, Mr. Ford became tired of the line of questioning and in the reply to a particular offensive question, he leaned over and pointed his finger at the lawyer who had asked the question and said, If I should really want to answer the foolish question you have just asked, or any other question you might have been asking me, let me remind you that I have a row of electronic 
push buttons on my desk. And by pushing this right button, I can summon to my aid people who can answer any question I desire to ask concerning the business, to which I am devoting most of my efforts. Now, will you kindly tell me why I should clutter up my mind with a general knowledge for the purpose of being able to answer questions when I have people around me who can supply the knowledge I require? There certainly was a good logic to that reply. The answer floored the lawyer, and every person in that courtroom realized it was the answer not of the ignorant man, but of the man of education. Any person educated knows that where to get the knowledge when needed, and how to organize that knowledge in definite plans of action. Though the assistance of his master mind group, Henry Ford, and he had at his command all the specialized knowledge he needed to enable him to become one of the wealthiest men in America. It was not essentially that he had the knowledge in his own mind. Surely no person who has sufficient inclination and intelligence to read a book of this nature can possibly miss the significance of this illustration. Before you can be sure of your ability to transmute desire into a monetary equivalent, you will require a specialized knowledge of the service and merchandise or profession you intend to offer in return for fortune. Perhaps you may need much more specialized knowledge than you have the ability or the inclination to acquire. And if it should be true, you may bridge your weakness through the aid of your master mind group. Andrew Carnegie stated that he personally knew nothing about the technical technical end of the steel business. Moreover, he did not particularly care to know anything about it. The specialized knowledge he required for the manufacturing and marketing of steel he found available through the individual units of his mastermind group. The accumulation of great fortunes calls of power, and power is acquired through highly organized and intelligently directed specialized knowledge, but the knowledge does not necessarily have to be the possession of the person who accumulates the fortune. The preceding paragraphs should hope to encourage men of individuals with ambition to accumulate fortune who have not acquired the necessary education to supply such specialized knowledge as many as needed. People sometimes go through life suffering for inferiority complexes because they do not have formal education. The person who can organize a direct mastermind group of people possesses knowledge useful in the accumulation of money is just as much educated person as any in the group. Remember, this is if you suffer from a feeling of inferiority because your schooling has been limited. Thomas A. Edison had only three months of schooling and during his entire life he did not lack education, neither did he died poor. Henry Ford limited in schooling, but managed to do pretty well for himself financially. The fact that Ford and Edison did not have much of a formal schooling did not give today's young people an excuse to drop out of school. Today's minimum standard of formal education is necessary to get a good start in the world of business. Of course, that there are exceptions. Dave Thomas, who founded the Wendy's restaurant chain, was a dropout. But after achieving success, he encouraged youngsters to continue their schooling. He backed this up by choosing an example to 
to dropouts by working to get his own high school diploma 45 years after he left school. He took and passed his general education exam, the equivalent of a high school diploma. He was awarded the diploma during the specialized ceremony at a school in the community in which he resides in Florida. Thomas addressed more than 500 students from the school as well as GED candidates from across the state. Being a high school dropout, he always bothered, this all has bothered him. But I guess I always thought it was too late to get my diploma, said the enthusiastic Thomas. Uh, now I know it's never too late, and maybe this will inspire others to do the same. The inspiration to get his diploma came to Thomas during a cross-country book tour promoting his autobiography, Dave's Way. In many cities, Thomas met with high school journalists answering their questions, offering advice, encouraging students to stay in school to succeed. These high school journalists were very sharp, said Thomas. They kept on asking me, I say education is the, so important, yet I finished school. I never finished school. Why didn't I practice what I preached? I didn't have a good answer to decide to get my high school diploma. His goal now was to publicize the school drop publicize the dropouts wherever they recently dropped out, whether it's been years since they've been in school, that's never too late to graduate. I tell people to get an education they possibly can. The fact that I get my diploma forty five years after dropping out shows that it's never too late, said Thomas. Even with everything happening in my life, getting this diploma is one of the most acute important accumulations. It pays to know how to purchase knowledge. First of all, decide on the sort of specialized knowledge you require and the purpose of which it is needed. To a large extent, your major purpose in life, the goal toward which you are working, will help determine what knowledge you need. With the question settled, your next move requires that you have accumulate information concerning dependable sources of knowledge. The more important of these are A, one's own experience in education, B, experience the education or experience in education available through cooperation of others, C, colleagues and or colleges and universities, D, public libraries through the book of periodicals in which you may be found of all knowledge organized by civilization and E, specialized training courses through evening classes and distant learning courses in, in particular. As a knowledge is required, it must be organized and put into use for definite purpose. Through this practical plans, knowledge has no value except that which it can be gained through an application towards some worthy end. This is the this is one reason why university degrees are not guarantees for success in careers. If you contemplate taking additional schooling, first determine the purpose in which you want knowledge you are seeking, then learn where this particular sort of knowledge can be obtained through reliable sources. Successful people in all callings never stop acquiring specialized knowledge related to their major purpose, business, or profession. Those who are not successful usually make the mistake of believing that the knowledge acquiring a period ends, they finish school. The truth is schooling does not does little more than point one in the direction of how to acquire practical knowledge. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to stop there 
and that was chapter five of Napoleon Hill's uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I, and it raised some very, very important points. You know, so, you know, discuss this with your children. If you have kids, you know, and the things that you're peddling to them, hey, become a nurse, become a doctor, become a lawyer, whatever, you know, school is so important. Look at your own life. If you're not in that place where you desire to be, think about how you're peddling and your wants and desires for your children for them to become what they want to be. So, you know, I like the first part of the chapter because it was talking about how, you know, there's specialized knowledge, you know, kind of like how to make a car. And then there's general knowledge, kind of like things that you just learn generally in school. The only way they are true knowledge is truly powerful is in the application definition to the end means. What does that mean? We all like to discuss and how to tell people what to do things. And we, we become enlightened and informed. But the thing is, is like, at what point do you have to stop? Think about what you're saying. And is it practiced in your life? The list goes on and on and on and on. And I hope you've enjoyed this segment because I think it's really important in nowadays of how to direct our children and especially not to sell them into the debt slavery pool like so many of us are. The thing is, if you really take that in consideration, whether you be your side hustle, your main job, you, how to accelerate yourself out of that pit of despair. My supreme goal is really to be debt-free. And I'm developing that process. I'm not perfect, but I am definitely want to become an expert in this field. Because it is my one of my many life purposes to find out how I really want to enjoy things. And the thing is, is like, I would particularly rather enjoy right now than yesterday. And I'm not going to put my, my happiness on a destination, though I do like to make goals. And my joys are results of achieving constantly evolving goals. We're always going to go through something. But the fact remains is how we want to apply that to ourselves. So take this weekend and apply it to yourself. Think about what I just said and what I read off. Re-listen to it if you need to. Well, I hope this has helped you and let me know what you think. Sorry if it's a little long. <laughs>